0: Amen. Let me just go to Romans 12. And I I want to, Romans 12, I'm going to start in uh, verse number three. But first, let's go to one. Let's go to one. And I'll just read that. And it will give you context for verse number three. Paul says in verse number one, I beseech you, therefore. And it was, the, the therefore came. Um, As a result of chapters 9, 10, 11, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And you are not to determine the the holy, the acceptable to God, but your body is to be a living sacrifice. That means you get to die for Jesus every day which is your reasonable service, What you ought to do. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't let the world mold you, shape you. Don't let the world mold you sh- and shape you. Whatever is going on in the world, don't let it affect you to where you are acting like the world. Amen. Amen. So, so uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And that word is is the same word that that uh, we use when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain. So where Jesus was, the, the apostles, P- Peter, James, John, saw Jesus changed into his heavenly glory. That was amazing. That, that just blew my, Peter didn't know what to say. But you, you want a friend like Peter, because when you don't know what to say, Peter will say what you don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Peter didn't know what to say, and and he wants to build some tabernacles, make everybody equal with Jesus. And the father said, This is my beloved son, hear him. He didn't say like that that Bible app says, hear him. No, hear him. Listen to him. And so he says that you and I ought to be transformed. And how do you get transformed? You have to get rid of your stinking thinking. That's right, Sister Kemp. I stole that, it's mine now. I've been saying it so long. (laughs) She she was teaching us about getting rid of sneaking, thinking way back. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're not going to be able to have the mind of Christ with your old mindset. All right, with the uh, the renewing of your mind that you may prove or prove by testing what is that good and and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he says that you are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. And then he says here that you can only do it by the renewing of your mind that you will prove, that is by being tested, by undergoing trials, uh, what is good and acceptable to God. All right, now let's go to my verse, my starting verse. Are you ready for me on you know, my starting verse? Let's go down here. Okay. It says, for I say through the grace given to me. Now notice what Paul says. I'm saying to, uh, according to the grace that God's given me. So each one of us has been given grace from God. So you can speak according to the grace. I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And so Paul says, don't be all snooty, you know, that you can't be a snooty believer, all arrogant, you know, thinking that you're something when you're nothing because everything you got, God gave it to you. Even the brain that you got. God gave it to you. You must say, but I worked hard and studied hard. God gave you a g- good study habits. You, you can't circumvent God's favor and blessings. So as a believer, you can't be all heady and high-minded. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. People don't, people, you know, if they, if, when they see you're not like them all haughty, they think that you need some help. You need to go talk to a counselor or something. and gets you some self-confidence. I want confidence, but I don't want it to come from self. Amen. Amen. I want it to come from God. Amen. So he says, but think soberly. You know, think, think like a person who hadn't been drinking whiskey and wine and stuff like that. Yeah, think soberly. Think so, think, don't think like somebody who's been smoking that funny smelling stuff. Uh-huh. That's good. Oh, don't think like that because they think everything is cool a lot of times. <laughs> wow. So don't you think more soberly, than you are, but think rather soberly. Uh, he said, then he says, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So don't ever say, I just don't have faith, I just don't have faith. No, you, you have to, if you don't have muscles, you know, go to the gym. Uh, don't be, uh, you know, don't be sitting around talking about I don't have muscle. I don't have muscle. Go to the gym. You know, get you some little balls and just squeeze them. I mean, do something. So when you don't have faith, you, you haven't been going to church enough. You haven't been praying enough. Are you with me? So, because God has given to everyone to measure faith, but you can develop your faith. And you develop your faith by going through stuff. You develop your, your faith by obeying God when you don't feel like obeying God. And don't tell me you always feel like obeying God. I won't believe it. That is, those of you who are growing. <laughs> yeah, because we've all had a problem obeying. Sometimes God will tell you, I want you to, to ask this person to forgive you, and you go, I and do anything wrong. Anybody ever had that to happen to him? I've had it to happen to me. I got didn't do anything wrong. I said, for, ask him to forgive you. I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you, then the tears maybe. When the tears come, you say, okay. And you go do it and you find out, oh, what a relief it is. Yes, yes. So we're going to walk it, this thing out. So uh, in this section, I, I want to talk about, the, you know, like, spiritual aggrandizement, you know, like being enlarged by, so spiritual gifts are not for your self-aggrandizement. They're not for you to be now lifted up above everybody because you got these spiritual gifts. You didn't earn those spiritual gifts. God gifted you with the spiritual gifts. So verse four says, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So he says here that we have many members in one body. You look at your body, you've got many members. Um, He says, but then uh, uh, we being many are one body. In Christ, individually, members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. So we have gifts that are different that, that are different from somebody else's gift, but it's according to the grace that was given to us. So, so you can you can't boast in your gift. I, I sometimes watch football players play, and I thought, I, I really think I could have done that. I, I, I watched them. I, I really think I could have done that. I, I could have been as good as that old boy over there. But God didn't give me those gifts. That's all in my head. (laughs) You know, when those guys are running at 4.3, what's uh, that, 4.3, a 40-yard dash, 4.3, 40-yard dash, and they hit you wearing 260 pounds, you'll realize God didn't give you the gift for pain. (laughs) 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 Right, Brother Greg, right? That's right. I mean, that's real stuff. And when you're not sitting in our TV, uh, in front of our TV, drinking a nice Coke, eating a hamburger and watching people get in, we're mad at it. <laughs> you know you're like that. I don't know why Dak can't throw better than that. Well, you can't throw. You can throw that hamburger in your mouth, but you can't throw. <laughs> well, you, you can't throw that football. Are you still with me? See, God God gifted these guys. God gifted them, and they worked out. They worked out. They worked out. And so you are measuring the elite by the elite. Yeah. All these guys are elite. They've made every cut. Elementary, junior high, you know, uh, high school, college, and there they are. Uh, you know, they started out probably about... 50 million kids playing youth football, maybe. Then you go up to junior high and maybe it's about 40 million. Then you go up to high school, maybe it's about 100,000. <laughs> you go to college, it's less. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm saying God gives you gifts. So you, are, you have gifts according to the grace that is given to you, so let's use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. And so what he's saying is just because God gives you something that you didn't understand about somebody and it's called prophetic, I know people say, well, all of that's gone, that's gone. Listen, folks, it's not gone. It's not gone. If that's gone, then ministry is gone, and teaching is gone, and encouragement is gone, and being liberal is gone, and leadership is gone, and mercy is gone. They're not gone. Whoever's teaching that is wrong. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. We'll kind of catch up to some of this. So Paul talks about... uh, Uh, Jesus, when he resurrected from the grave, how he ascended on high and gave gifts to men. So Jesus gave gifts to people. And when he says men, people, right? He gave gifts. And verse 11 says, and he himself, now he didn't send somebody, didn't send an emissary. He himself gave some to be apostles, sent ones. Nobody in this audience or in that audience ought to be dubbing themselves an apostle. Unless they had an encounter with God and he sent them. Are you still with me? Uh, Somebody, I was in a meeting um, once and and, uh, I was in this meeting and somebody said, hello, apostle. Apostle. I said, ma'am, last time God talked to me, uh, it was pastor. (laughs) It's true. I, I couldn't let anybody put that on me are you still with me actually and I thought about it a little while afterwards he called me to be a pastor he told me that but but I thought about it a little while and I said no I think the last time he talked to me he called me by my first name (laughs) yeah yeah I mean God say hello my pastor no Don come here (laughs) And he, and he gave some to be uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and, and some pastors and teachers. Now, listen, me. these are ministry gifts he gave them. And so when God calls us, he gives you something to do. There's no one that God's called to just do nothing. Right? You know, you can do something. I, I remember uh, a story, and this is not a... A, a dig on Michael Jordan, I, but I heard this from one of his friends, not personally, through TV, <laughs> that, that um, uh, I think this one uh, basketball player was, was giving somebody some money uh, because they had a handout. And so Michael said, don't do that. Don't do that. He said, well, why not? He said, if they can ask you for money, they can work at McDonald's and say, may I help you? Uh, may I take your order? He said, don't give them anything. Don't give them anything. Don't give them anything. They could do that. Now, why did I I give you that? Because pastors, uh, apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are giving you something that thereby you are not bankrupt. You're not somebody who's sitting around being a beggar because God has given you a gift. So you can at least say, hello, welcome to the church. You could be out in the parking lot saying, I'm going to go out in the parking lot. It's cool weather now. I'm going out in the parking lot. Oh, you just arrived. Let me open the door for you. Welcome to the church. That's what he's saying. And he says, now, what did he do that for? Why did he give you these ministry gifts? Now, the other set of ministry gifts are different than this set of ministry gifts, but now we're talking about the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Now, why? Why did God give them to the church? For the equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Wow. Building up. Edificar is the Spanish word. Edificar, to build up. Edificio, a building. Are you with me? Isn't that a good picture? An edificio is a building. Edificar, to, to build up. All right? And he says, what, how long will this happen? How long will this happen, this equipping, till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? That's how long? we're going to have this until we come there yes, amen. my wife told a story i think it was yesterday i had forgotten about it i'd forgotten about it we were coming she said many years ago i was coming through a border patrol station and uh, that, this is, was a joke all right this was a joke so uh, but you can you can enjoy it with us and so uh i was coming to the border patrol and so the 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 border patrol guy i guess thought he'd have a little fun with me where are you coming from you know, I went through that all the time. I said, I'm coming from the drilling rig over there. Where you work back on there? Yeah, I'm rolling my windows down. He said, well, I don't see any tools. And I said, "This are my tools. <laughs> So we had some fun with it, all right. So, so really, we are, we want to equip the church. So, so you you may not be good at, at labor. I love these guys who are good at labor. Don't you? I love them, and they can do anything with their hands. I love it, you know. Well, well, I'm a, a light blue-collar guy, very light. <laughs> but we have our function too. Right, I'm not a real dark blue collar guy. I wish I were. I can get it done, but it may take me two or three times as long as it takes some of those guys who are gifted. They're gifted. I, I have to use other means. Wow. So, it's for the equipping of the saints. These minister gifts. It says. Let me read it all. Till we come to the unity, we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is what God wants for the body. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up, that you and I may grow up. Why did I say? May grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Wow. We're going to grow up into Christ. So my mom just sang this song that we shall be like him. Remember that? We shall be like him someday if in my heart I do not yield. We'll be like him someday. So, this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that you and I, if we will allow what God has given to us to come into our heart, to come into our souls, we will grow up into him and not be a part of his body that is not like the head. But we will all. Be like Jesus in our ministry functions. This is what Paul is saying. Yeah. But, and we will not be deceived by the machinations of men, all the lies of men. Did you ever get tired of hearing lies? You know, I used, to, I used to be a news junkie. I told you that years ago. I was a news junkie. I wanted to hear news, 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 news. Now, you know what? I don't want to hear anything. I go, I don't want to hear this stuff, you know? I don't want to hear it. Why? Because lies, lies, and more lies all the time. Now listen, he says, but you and I, speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined, from whom, from Christ, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. What does it, what happens? Causes growth of the body for the edifying, now listen, for the edifying of itself in love. So then, when we are all functioning right, then we will edify us, we, you know, is that big? Oh, Somebody doesn't think it's big. So we are to edify, we will edify ourselves, so that means that we will always be encouraging each other. Wow. Wow. Let me, let me read some more let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I really need to get finished with chapter 12 today. Um, let's read First Corinthians chapter, 12. this is, I'm in Romans 12, but I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 12 to give you some information, okay? First Corinthians 12, verse 12. He says, for as the body is one and has many members, that means your body, but all the members of that body, that one body being many, are are one body, so also is Christ. Let me read it better than that. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. So that means that if I'm angry with you and I'm sick of you, can't stand you anymore, that's like an amputation. And then I'm going to be hobbled. Yeah, Yeah, you may have offended me. You may have done something wrong, but I'm going to be hobbled. I've got to find a way to repair that. Repair that broken relationship. And I have broken relationships. I have broken relationships. Maybe you don't have any broken relationships. I've broken relationships. I have people who have offended me so horribly and just left and said ugly things and wrote nasty letters. I thought, wow. But you know what the Lord says? I want you to make it right. He I want you to make it right with everybody you can remember. Really? You know what they did? Absolutely he knows. said, yes. so you make it right. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, now listen what he says. For by one spirit, now listen, this is the person who mistreated you, the person who hurt you. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. That person who hasn't grown enough, that person who's still hurting from the world, said so we were baptized by one spirit into one body. For the Jews are or Greeks, for the slaves are free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, because I'm not a a hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. Can you say, he pleased? pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Can you imagine us walking on an ear? We could even walk. If we were an ear, all an ear, we couldn't talk. We need each other. We need each other. The world has influenced us long enough. I believe I'm appointed. I believe God called me to, to, with that message. The world has influenced us long enough. Why are we still listening to the world? The world has nothing to offer. Some will say, oh, it has some things to offer. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. If you're talking about food supply, no, God gives me food every day. This is God. God feeds the birds, he feeds feed you. Amen. Well, somebody say amen again. Amen. But now, verse 20, but now indeed, there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the head, to the feet, nor again the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. Now, now when he says the head can't do that, he's not talking about Donald Lavelle here. He's not talking about these elders here. I, I believe that even Jesus doesn't say, I have no need of you. Wow. 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 No, but much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker and necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we restore greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another, And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. We are one body. We are members of each other. We are members of each other. Let's go to verse 9 of Romans, Romans 9. Okay, let's go to Romans 9. Now, now in this section, Paul is telling us that we need to have our conduct as Christians. We have to behave like we're Christians. Behave like you're Christians. When people aren't watching, God's watching. So behave like you're a Christian. And there's great worth and value in that. There's great value in that. There's too many. You know, uh, uh, what people say it to me all the time. It, it's, this is their excuse. It's not real. They'll say, uh, uh, "Church full of hypocrites." But won't you come and join us? <laughs> you know, guess who you are? You are gonna point the finger at us. When look at all those pointing back at you, hypocrite. You claim that you'd be righteous if, if everybody in there were righteous. No, you'd stick out more like a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not why you don't go to churches because everybody's a hypocrite. You don't stop watching TV and and people on there, you know, lying, doing everything. You don't stop going to movies and they do all kinds of lewd stuff. No, no, no. That's an excuse. Amen. Let's look at verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Okay, this is how you behave as a Christian. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor. Uh, What is evil? That's like have a real dislike for it, Uh, a horror, detest evil. See, sometimes we detest evil when it's uh, something we agree with. You know, my group, why you do that to my group? Well, why didn't you say anything when that other group was suffering? What about those people who don't think like you, don't believe like you yet? You cast them out, as it were, to say, and, and "I don't care what happens to you, because you are wrong." Well, maybe you're wrong. When the when the light fully shines, maybe you'll find that no, you are wrong too. Wow, you know, Christianity really—it's it's, God is causing us to live this thing out, and it's stronger than I've ever seen it in the scriptures. I'm seeing it very clearly, you know we the church must be the church that is we are uh, that solid foundation on which this world really depends quite quote unquote in jesus okay 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 let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil Cling. To what is good cling to you know when the Bible tells the, uh, the, uh, concerning marriage the Bible says that uh, for this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother you know get out of mama's house get out of daddy's house and cling to cleave to be glued to that woman don't be a daddy's boy don't be a mama's boy Cling to somebody needs to, needs to hear that yeah. and cling to her. Bible told you to clean, you don't cling, and then you're wondering why she didn't cling. Yeah. Be glued to, super glued to. Yeah, that's what he said. Be glued to her, then say criticize her. I believe that's a, that's a specific word for somebody. Cling to what is good. That's how you, you want to do, be always in the right good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another not lagging in diligence be fervent in spirit serving the Lord rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation I mean, you're going through something just be patient God's going to come after a while continuing steadfastly in prayer be a person of prayer don't that, you know, this old pinch nose prayer But, Lord, I want to thank you for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't pinch-nose prayer. Shame. Praying a prayer that even the sinners don't mind you praying. Y'all are going to have to give me about two minutes more, three. The sinners don't mind you praying like that. But what if you prayed out of your spirit, man? You say, God, I want to thank you for what you've done for me. You've been good to me all my life. I want to just pray for this brother over here in the name of Jesus Christ that he changed his ways. You know, you pray like that, boy, they get uncomfortable. But they'll get right Amen. quicker than they will with the pinched nose. None of what he says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints. But well, they ought to work like I do you can't work if God didn't give you a job yeah. distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality given to it and then he says this is tough this is the litmus test bless those who persecute you yeah. oh Jesus bless and do not curse I didn't say cuss <laughs> but don't curse calling the wrath of God down on them because they hurt your feeling like old Peter uh, I don't know him So rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Be of the same mind. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. You know, I'm smart. Michael, I'm smart. Don't be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, if it is possible, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Hebrews 12 14 says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Wow. What this means is not that you're going to lose your salvation. What this means, you never had it. If you end up life, you never obeyed these edicts. You never had it. Say, I don't believe it. Well, you'll believe it one day. Because I was sent to say it. Wow, now listen, I'm not done. Verse 19. Beloved... Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Now listen to what he says. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So he says, none of you, none of us, should take vengeance because we've been mishandled, mistreated. He said, no, 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 leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone, he says. It is written cannot be negated vengeance is mine God says vengeance is mine don't worry baby vengeance is mine I will repay says the Lord and then then Paul says therefore as a result of this statement if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him a drink for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head so what that means is by, by treating somebody well who does not deserve it, he says, he says, it's like putting coals of fire on their head, deep repentance, deep contrition. They may just say, I'm a rotten sinner. I need to be saved. And then he says, lastly, and I've got a plethora of support scriptures for this. I won't give it now. He says, do not be overcome by evil. Don't you, believers, don't be overcome by By evil. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you.